The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's a road show Friday here at the Single Barrel with Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, we invite you down. It is the clash of the two big reds, Nebraska, Oklahoma, 11 tomorrow. Big noon kickoff. Get your tummy full down here at the Single Barrel ahead of time. Wow. Uh, A lot of Boomer Sooner fans here. The uh, bar is surrounded behind me with... Some Sooners and some Huskers making nice right now. That's how you do it. Hail Varsity Radio is presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We'll have the Pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman will be on site with us. So Elijah Herbal is back at our ESPN studios. Stream us, watch us, listen to us. And you can watch uh, what is happening on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter, and, of course, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio is where you, you follow that, at Schmidt underscore radio. You want to find me on Twitter, at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. But uh, Connor Clark, most of the time, is uh, running go back at the studio. Elijah gets out on Fridays. Connor ditched both of us to go hang out with, with Urban Meyer. Now, that that may be good. That may deserve a code red. I, I haven't quite decided yet what, what to make of it other than he's sending a, a tweet picture. Well, gee, guys, look what I'm doing. I mean, you know, I mean good for Connor. It, it, I, it I, becomes code red if there's any pictures of Urban and Connor released in the bar from later tonight. That's when it becomes big-time code red for us. I, I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely think so. But we invite you down here. To the single barrel, uh, incredible food. You and I took down their their steak board, uh, two different steaks, a burger, sausage, and uh, enough sauce to, to make us happy. You had I had soup. You had you had fries. It was wonderful. I'm uh, going to tweet out some pictures of, of last Friday's adventure. But uh, we invite you down. Single Barrel also has incredible breakfast uh, every morning, and they've got a great deal for you if you need. Uh, some eggs in your belly before kickoff tomorrow at 11. So uh, we can dive in. And, you know, I was thinking about tomorrow. We got plenty of emails to get into as well. Folks hoping and wishing for the upset. Uh, hoping and wishing for a good performance. It's been a week. It's been quite a week for Nebraska football, starting with Sunday and moving and fast-forwarding all the way to, 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 to tonight. Back in the day, uh, Nebraska's routine would always be to have a go, go rent out a movie uh, and go to a theater, and, and that's what the team did before they went to the hotel room, and then they got ready the next morning for the ball game. Mickey is invoking some some 
more old school tactics, ways uh, with this week when it comes to, to media, uh, limiting media, which is, is all good. Uh, it's drilling down, just focusing, it's tackling, it's hitting, it's being physical in practice. All those things are good. Uh, and, you know, Brandon Vogel had a great cover and feature in one of the Hale Varsity yearbooks uh, a, a few years back, the anatomy of an upset, mm. right? Think about some of the bigger upsets in college football. And this isn't, this isn't Northwestern Colorado circa 95 where – Barnett's got a team that's 2-10 and ten a year ago coming in to take on the mighty Lou Holtz, who's number two in the country. Not one of those, what just happened. This isn't Harbaugh and Stanford uh, against USC and Pete Carroll, if you remember that. But what this is, is rivalry uh, for the fans. And what this is, is a, an opportunity for a lot of the kids on the Nebraska football team, Elijah, that played well enough to win last year different quarterback totally get it but uh and 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 different front seven in some instances for sure a a different back end where where newsom's really your only guy that that saw much action last year in norman it's the infamous uh, year anniversary to the great scooter right uh road trip you and i took uh, all the way through the streets in norman to get back to uncle andy's rv where it's a true dumb and dumber moment where 6'5 Elijah's driving this electronic scooter. I've got a backpack and an earbud, and I'm hanging on for dear life. <laughs> uh, it's like Luke Skywalker hauling Yoda around is what it looked like. And uh, I, I, I smile with Oklahoma, Nebraska. Numbers to get in, 825-5865 can also email chris at hailvarsity.com but when i talk about the anatomy of an upset elijah there's a lot of things that gotta break right and uh, a lot of a lot of atmospheres are are much more enhanced when you look at the, the the night game aspect a lot of a lot of upsets a lot of snake pits happen at night well it's an 11 o'clock kick, but it's a showcase for Nebraska. Uh, to me, it comes down to you're overlooking an opponent, right? You're not respecting the game. And it's also a matter of turnovers, right? I mean, that, that is going to be uh, the, the door that keeps being crept open if someone's not as talented or not as good or not as explosive as another team. Well, listen, Nebraska will for sure have the home field advantage, although Sooner fans are going to do their best. you got a country show down at uh, the PBA tonight, so why not come in for a country show, have a stake at the single barrel, and then go watch football because it's not like Nebraska gets to play every day. But the upset part of this thing is it's as simple as Ted Lasso for me, man. And I think Mickey's going to bring that, has done that this week, where you make the sign that says believe and you go slap it. I think that's that's – part one when we talk about anatomy of an upset what can happen tomorrow for nebraska ten and a half point dogs against oklahoma you've got guys on this team that are going to get a look you've got guys on this team that uh are are hurting but you also have guys on this team that are excited not at the expense of someone's job or career but they're excited for a new voice okay and the guys that have really 
contributed to this team on the offensive side quite a bit. They've been a lot of Mickey's guys, okay? They've been guys that Mickey's had contact with. They've been guys that Mickey has helped bring in, bring in here through the portal or in normal recruitment. So there's going to be a little extra umph, not only from the crowd, ba- from, from the crowd, from the fan base, but there's going to be a little extra umph because of who Nebraska has, the stage they're on, and the opportunity at hand. Well, Schmitty, this kind of brings me back to our, our conversation from yesterday where heart or the head, which one are you listening to? Because my, my heart tells me, well, this could be the, the perfect uh, anatomy of an upset. When you look at the fact that Nebraska, they had a disappointing performance last week. They're going to be motivated. They just lost their head coach. They got a new guy coming in, bringing a new energy. And, and you got a bye week next week, so you know you can leave it all on the line this weekend and then enjoy your week off where Mickey gets to impart a little bit more. But then on the other hand, my head's telling me this could be the, the perfect anatomy of, of a blowout win for Oklahoma, where the, the team is down after a disappointing loss to Georgia Southern, and Mickey spent all week trying to get the juice back up, but they're still going to end up a little bit juiceless. Uh, the, the changes that Mickey's trying to make, he's not going to be able to get installed in just one week of practices, and, and the, the end product on Saturday ends up looking sloppy, and you have a, a bye week to go fix those things after Oklahoma comes to town and beats you pretty good. And, and that's where I, I'm at, where I can't decide if this is closer to being great, like perfect chance for an upset, or if this is, is a great chance for Nebraska to go lay an egg and get blown out. And something tells me that the fans are going to have something to say here. If Nebraska can keep, keep this game close through the first quarter up until maybe halftime, that Nebraska is going to be uh, in this game and in this game until the end. But I also look at it and I go, well, if this team comes out a little bit hungover, an 11 a.m. kick after a whirlwind week, it could get ugly and it could get ugly fast. Is it a buzzsaw that's coming to town? Mm-hmm. That's a very fair question. And when we talk about Mickey versus the field, right, that, that's the conversation. Do you have your, your next head coach here with an audition? And what a statement game one, week one in the Mickey era it would make. Or do you, do you truly do an, a national search, which is what Trev's going to do, not to go back to that. But listen. You know how impressive it would be to pull this off if you're Mickey Joseph in Nebraska? Everything's been stacked against you. Think about it. You're in transition. You blow out uh, a native son. You got to pick up the pieces. Your point about the, the getting drilled at home by Georgia Southern is very well warranted. Uh, and and then you, you've got to kind of figure out Everything you, you transition from wide receivers coach and Colin recruits to still Colin recruits, but now you're in charge of the whole ball of wax, and that's uh, that's that's quite a a jump, quite a step, and it, all of it is is under you. And you've made some tweaks, you've made some changes, which are big. Dan tweets in at Schmidt underscore Radio. You didn't uh, relive the whole scene, did you? No, there was no uh, there was no. Uh, Wet legs, Elijah, uh, <laughs> with with the scooter scene uh, last year. Numbers to get in, 466-377-6800-825-5865. And uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma is here. And uh, a lot of red downtown in the capital city. We're here at the Single Barrel. And uh, excited to be here. Uh, home football Fridays, 4 to 6. So some emails to get into when it comes to uh, Nebraska. Uh, Todd emails in 
Uh, he says, hey, dude, my take this weekend, we have a shot if the D-line gets amped up and can get home. Bump and run, fellas. Tackle, fellas. Navy Todd sending in his uh, thoughts on things. Zachary uh, emails and Chris, love the show. Unfortunately, unfortunate that it didn't work for Frost. I think it's fascinating to even have Urban's name mentioned with the job. And he's in town this weekend. I don't want to take anything away from Mickey, but maybe we can get Mickey to stay and get Urban to come over. Uh, we all know Urban's history, but he gives the program an instant leg up and have a, a secession plan in place with Mickey. That Zach, his email in uh, with uh, with Hale Varsity. So, listen, uh, the here and now is, is Mickey. Uh, there's been a little bit less movement from the, the masses. I think if you bump into folks, I think maybe three out of ten are intrigued by the the urban option Uh, again we sent connor clark into the lion's den we will get an answer shortly i'm sure on tape uh, about urban with the nebraska job from uh, one connor clark since they were both hanging out today together right why'd you come to to lincoln urban well to see connor clark um that that's that that's surely it aside from big noon kickoff but uh todd emails in uh chris if nebraska wins saturday Shut it down. Shut Lincoln down. It'll be like nothing else we'll ever see. And we'll see Mickey and the boys if they can do it. Hope it happens. Go Big Red. So Mm. there's that excitement level to it. Uh, Bump tomorrow, right? We're talking the Mickey bump this week. Also, it sounds like you're going to have Henrich give it a go. Also sounds like Vokalek is going to give it a go. How effective will they be is the question. Uh, how much can they give? Uh, the, the, the other news that we were able to, to gather, Elijah, is Teddy Prohaska, big Teddy at left tackle, got dinged last week. I don't know what his outlook is for tomorrow, and I don't know what his outlook is for the rest of the season. Uh, you have other options at left tackle, uh, as Teddy was trying to make his way back. If he can't go, and I don't think he will, uh, you're going you're gonna to ask uh, some guys to step up. Uh, Kevin Williams, a guy we've really enjoyed talking to, the transfer in from northern Colorado, the Omaha North product. Uh, Could be a big day for Kevin Williams at left tackle if that's the direction Nebraska wants to go. Kevin was there uh, a little bit towards the end of last week's ball game. So uh, on the good side, Vokalek, Henrich probably back. The downside is you don't have Teddy Prohaska. That's pretty big because that's the blind side of Casey Thompson. But I think the addition, or I guess the, 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 the return of Henrich and Vokalek could be bigger than that loss of Prohaska. Um, simply for the fact that, that Teddy Prohaska still has had some freshman moments this season. Um, I, I don't think there's as big as a gap behind Teddy as there is behind a guy like Henrich or a guy uh, behind a guy like Vokalek. Those guys coming back is huge. We saw what Vokalek looked like in that Northwestern game, just being How a safety valve for, for Casey Thompson when the pressure started getting a little, a little bit... Uh, tight around Casey. He was able to find Vokalek with consistency until the injury. And then also what we've been talking about, uh, filling your gaps, your, your run gaps, your, your run integrity. Nick Henrich was big for that. 
uh, against Northwestern. He didn't always make all of his tackles in that game, and I think some people were a little disappointed in his performance. But upon watching uh, Ernest Hausman the past couple weeks, who I think has got a big future with this Husker football mm-hmm. team, he just mentally, I'm not sure, is ready for the step up uh, to a team like Oklahoma. I, I think that could be the, the biggest return uh, of anything uh, tomorrow. Like It's the, the biggest storyline, the, the return of Nick Henrich and how it could uh, help Nebraska keep this Oklahoma offense out of rhythm just a little bit in terms of they, they're not going to be getting three to four yards of carry if that defense can step up and if a guy like Henrich, a leader of that defense, uh, can, can step up and you know keep that, that defense uh, uh, in rhythm is not the right word for def, uh, defense, but keep them in a, in a place uh, where they're keeping this Oklahoma offense out of their rhythm a little bit more. I think Henrich could be big in that. Elijah Herbal back at our studios. Chris Schmidt, we are on the road. A road show Friday here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate. Bill Dolman going to be with us. Maybe a siding with Brett Sianka from Pick 6 Previews. And uh, we will spend time with uh, former Sooner great and a proud daddy of Casey Thompson. Charles Thompson will join us. Our conversation, his outlook, and uh, what's he think? The former Sooner on Nebraska. And that is next. Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit TeamJackFoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, as we're on the road at the Single Barrel. Welcome in Sooner Great and Proud Papa Charles Thompson with us. Charles, it's good to spend some time with you. Thanks. How's your uh, experience been here back in Lincoln? Big ball game tomorrow. Uh, I got a very big ball game. Listen, I've been here. I came in this week. Certainly been back to the first two games, uh, home games uh, as well here. So I got a chance to take in my first actual game since 1987, earlier this season, but been here this week, you know, had a, had a opportunity to do a breakfast, uh, I think it was a big red breakfast club uh, mm-hmm. yesterday morning with, with uh, my fellow foe and now friend, Steve Taylor. <laughs> uh, we both were the speakers there. It's kind of ironic, 35 years ago, we were battling. And I'll tell you the unique thing about that is, Chris, is, you know, I got a chance, listen, the game itself for me was one of the most memorable games that I played in my entire uh, career, college career, other than winning the NAI National Championship, which I later went on to do. That was probably perhaps the biggest game. And it was interesting to visiting and hearing and listen to Steve talk about it, the other side of it, and to hear the disappointment and the hurt and how it has affected him as a person, changing, he said. So I thought it was kind of neat, but it's great being back here. Had an opportunity, like I said, play some golf with some fellow Nebraskans yesterday and going out and do the same today. But it's been certainly a buildup. You know, it's good at least for this week and leading up to pregame, everyone around the country will get uh, a, a revisit of the great OU Nebraska rivalry, which is something that I grew up on. Charles Thompson's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. It, it means so much to so many in both states because it was for the Big Eight. It was for the Orange Bowl. It was for a crack at a national championship, Charles. So I got to ask you about the rubber match. How's that gone? You got Steve... Steve got you, and now you're settling it on the golf course. How did yesterday go? 
Well, it's two to one Nebraska then, if that be the case. Steve <laughs> certainly got the best of me yesterday. Uh, certainly, certainly, why, certainly, why I'm going back today uh, to try to even the score up. But no, it's just been great fun and playing at a new golf course. And I mean, it's always, always, you know, tough to go to a new golf course. It's, I'm borrowing some of Steve's clubs. I didn't bring my own clubs. <laughs> so to, yesterday, I kind of use it as a let me feel this kind of deal out. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what happens. They know Steve's a uh, you know, good player. I had fun with the guys we played with, but more than anything, it, it was just about going out and having fun and relaxing and just, just, just getting ready for what I think will be an exciting Saturday. Charles Thompson, few minutes with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Charles, I want to go back to '87, and uh, Jamel had won a title. You came in. Talk to me about Coach Switzer. How he motivated but also how he got you ready. You're, you're a tremendous quarterback. You were a sought-after quarterback. So, uh, But it, it's one thing to, to be able to do it in high school, and then now you're thrust forward, number one versus number two, game of the century, part two, right? How, were, how did you get prepped for that moment? Chris, I, listen, I, I was a very confident player. Uh, you know, probably overly confident, but that's part of what it takes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember as a true freshman, I walked in there and we were spinning about. And they used to have the the, 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 the young guys come in a couple of weeks before the veterans. And then Jamel Holloway comes in and I'm around the quarterbacks. And after about two weeks of practicing, right next to Jamel Holloway, I walked into Coach Don and my quarterback coach in the OC at the time's office. And I said, I think I'm better than Jamel right now. I want a chance to beat him out starting quarterback. As a true freshman coming out, remember him telling me, hey, hold, hold your horses. There'll be your time. But you got to have a tremendous amount of confidence. Listen, when we went into that week, if you remember, Chris, all year Oklahoma had been rated number one, even preseason, Nebraska number two. My first start happened uh, the week before against Missouri at home, and we were expected to blow them out, and I struggled, and the team struggled. We barely won 17-14. So the entire country had Nebraska tab to win the game and even switched us from number one to number two and move Nebraska to number one. That was a, that was all the motivation I know I needed, our team needed, and Coach Switzer needed to use to feel that. He told me all week long, people think you're not as good as Steve Taylor. They don't think you can go in there and, and lead this team to victory. Show everyone why we, we, we got you out of Lawton, Oklahoma, and why you're the talented quarterback that you think you are. Go in there and shock the nation. I'll never forget on Thursday evening, we got done at our practice. And towards the end of practice, Switzer came into the huddle, and he looked right now, and he said right there on the field, Charles Thompson, if you play like you practice all week, you're going to shock the nation on Saturday. And that's really what I was focused on doing. I, I'd grown up watching this rivalry since the age of six. It, it had personal uh, uh, value to me, and it was personal because I knew that everyone around the country uh, was doubting that I, as a 19-year-old kid, a redshirt freshman could lead the Sooners in that awesome environment to victory. So it was certainly a personal uh, a weekend for me in a personal game, and I would just focus on doing what I needed to do to help the team win. Charles Thompson's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Charles, let's talk about Mickey, uh, his opportunity right now, and and how uh, his voice can can help tomorrow with Nebraska and and spend a second too if you don't mind about your relationship because you hosted Mickey didn't you on his recruiting trip to Oklahoma yeah I met Mickey back I don't think it was 88 or 89 when he was coming out and uh I will never forget when coach Don and and Switzer brought me in and said 
we're looking at this kid out of Louisiana and we want to post him in this weekend. Will you help show him around? And I thought, sure. And I'm, you know, I'm very confident and I'm looking and as I'm looking at Mickey's field, I'm becoming overly impressed with him. And I looked at coach, I said, so you guys want to bring this guy in? Like I was that impressed with his talents and what he was able to do out of Louisiana. Um, and we met then on that visit and listen, Mickey, um, obviously went on to play at Nebraska. Um, he coached uh, 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 in, in Oklahoma at Lancaster University and UCL, so I've, I've had a chance to communicate with him. He was at um, Langston when my oldest son was coming out, and you know, believe it or not, Mickey, you know, remember my, my, my oldest son, Kendall, laughed about it because Mickey almost had him considered in Langston University when he had a, about, you know, uh, a, a, a two dozen of, of D1 offers there. Uh, but that's just what Mickey is. He's very personable. He played a big role uh, in, in, you know, Casey being here at Nebraska now. Uh, he's a guy that I really, really trust. I think he's a trustworthy guy. If you look around and people who you ask about Mickey Joseph, you, they'll tell you, guy is as solid and as, as honest as can be. He tells it like it is. He doesn't pull any punches. And I'll tell you this, Chris. I often have thought about this. I know when I look around, I know there will be a lot of people that will say, let's go out to some big name. It's not about big names. It's about the, it's about being able to recruit the top-level type of talent. And why you do that is people have to feel comfortable uh, and believe in the head coach. I, 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 would, I would say Nebraska, don't know how the rest of the year would go, but I would say they would be crazy not to consider Mickey as a potential full-time guy. I, I think very highly. I think, and here's why, mostly, I think he'll be able to go out and recruit the Jimmys and Joes that's needed to win, to execute the X's and O's. I think that that's one thing that I know Mickey's strength is. You look at every individual on the, pretty much on the offensive side of the ball that is sort of attributing uh, to some degree to this current uh, Nebraska squad, they have some sort of connection to Mickey Joseph. And so I think that says a lot about what I think needed it's needed to be uh, here at this uh, uh, new Nebraska. Uh, everybody wants to see them be successful. You got to have the talent. And so I, I think uh, I think very highly of Mickey Joseph, and I think that he has the ability. Like I said, he just uh, he's just a solid guy. And big reason why we're here. Charles Thompson's with us. Charles, let's talk about uh, Casey, and uh, he's not a stranger to play in. Oklahoma lit him up last year. How much conversation do, do you and your son have, or or do you just kind of let him be game week? I know you'll be rooting for him in the stands tomorrow. Well, I mean, Case and I are constantly talking football all the time. I mean, we we actually had a chance being here in town. I had a chance to watch film uh, with him as well. And uh, I mean, we're just football junkies. Uh, I know they, the one thing I know about him, he's going to certainly be prepared. Uh, for the moment. The moment isn't going to be too big for him. He demonstrated that certainly last year in that atmosphere. It was certainly wild. Um, but listen, I mean, it, it, it comes down to, it doesn't matter what all the outside noise is, Chris. It's about getting it done in between the stripes. We can talk about it till we're blue in the face, building it up, leading up to the game. We can write about it and say all we want to say. You can have experts that can predict this or that. At the end of the day, the 11 guys on offense and defense will have the direct impact on how this game will end up on both sides of the ball and on both sidelines. So at the end of the day, it comes down to that. And I think when you get inside that element, it doesn't matter. Everybody puts their pads on the same way. 
anything can happen. And I, I, and that's what I think Casey is focused on controlling what he can control and trying to go out there and make every play that he can make to help lead this team to victory. Charles Thompson with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Of course, uh, Nebraska OU revisited tomorrow. Charles, I'll let you get out on this, and it's awesome to spend a few minutes with you. Thanks for your time. How do you think Mickey and the team has handled the noise this week as, as tomorrow looms? Well, listen, I think one of the, the key things that I think Mickey did, which was very smart, he limited media access to the players. Obviously, there could have been a lot of distraction in terms of, you know, not only the firing, but certainly building up to uh, this game. And I thought it was very smart on his part to say, no, I'm going to be the only one to talk to the media. And I think that's very good. It doesn't it, – it, listen, I know that – we all know that Casey would have got a thousand questions in regards to the Oklahoma OU, the Tech, all that sort yeah. of deal. So I thought it was very smart. I think he's handled it extremely well. Listen, at the end of the day, they just got to go out there, you know, Chris, and just uh, believe in each other. It doesn't matter what everyone in the stands are going to think or say or feel. Just because something doesn't go right, you don't get down. It's one thing that I, as a, as a former player, I really get frustrated uh, with, with fans that just are fair weather fans. When the minutes, one thing goes wrong, it's complete doom and gloom. And I realize, listen, we all get, no one likes losing. You know what I'm saying? Everyone likes winning. We want to be a part of winning programs. We want to be a part of winning everything. But at the end of the day, it's about to support. Uh, listen, these kids are out there doing the very best they can. I think it's key to me that as Nebraska, what I like most about Nebraska, that got us here. When I looked last year at a 3-18, and the last game of the year, I think they were playing Iowa. It's a night game. Casey and I looked at the stands. We saw a packed house. And they were rocking the house and having fun. And that's what it's going to take. Do your part. And part of that as fans is to be as loud as they can be and help cheer this team from an emotional standpoint to victory. And that's all we can ask them to do. And that's what I expect. So tomorrow, instead of being doom and gloom, let's be fired up and excited and try to will this team to do something a lot of people don't think they can do, beat the Oklahoma Sooners. And for me, <laughs> Chris, that's even tough to say. So I'll be cheering for the corn. I'll be cheering for the corn huskers in number eleven, a hundred percent. Charles Thompson. Charles, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, thank you, Chris. Got to love it. Charles Thompson with us here, Hale Varsity Radio, live at the Single Barrel. As uh, Bill Dolman en route, a rewind with Brian Bosworth, the Boz. Going to be an incredible weekend. We continue moving forward here, Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. <laughs> Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate Nebraska-Oklahoma Weekend. Hope you're well. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal were presented by 
currency. Now, tomorrow morning, we are excited to be with Seth and Greg down at the bar, the bar, the bar, 16th and P, your one-stop place for fun, man. It's going to be incredible. They open at 8. We'll be setting up shop for the weekend edition, 7.30 to 9.30 tomorrow morning. Uh, Elijah, you're going to be out of the studio for that. You'll you'll accompany me down there, or you may just uh, fall asleep there tonight and just see in the morning. The, uh, the, the I'm not sure that the 7:30 a.m. slinky is going to be sitting right with me in the morning, but we'll see. <laughs> so come see us uh, tomorrow morning, and for post game, real red reaction also uh, follows uh, Nebraska's upset of Oklahoma. Dare we say that? I think we can. Uh, David Sizes is here, does a great job uh, teaching in the capital city, also with the East football and former Huskers. So he is on site here to have a good time. And, uh, you know, people love listening to the show, and that makes me smile. I mean, I'm so proud of what we get to do every day, four to six. But quite frankly, it's it's we we are Dolman's PR agent. (laughs) Because <laughs> the, there's a line out the door of, where's the Pride of Fairbury? Where's the Pride of Fairbury? Pride of Fairbury is getting a police escort in, as I'm sure he took some money on the golf course. Uh, when it comes to and buying and selling tickets, it can be an adventure. Cut out the headache and do so with Red Zone tickets. They've been selling fun since 2001. Can't go or want to go to Oklahoma, Nebraska? Dave Matthews going to be in Omaha. The, the best seats, the best games with your friends at Red Zone Tickets. Husker football, Husker volleyball, NFL action. Of course, uh, Kansas City last night, a thriller against the Chargers. Creighton basketball, concerts, theater. Of course, College World Series, uh, redzonetickets.com. Uh, based out of Omaha, they are local. They are wonderful people, and uh, they are reliable. A uh, local source for you to get uh, tickets to the events you want to go to. A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and a 100% guarantee uh, when it comes to your orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences you'll never forget. And it's time to check that bucket list item off the bucket list. Create memories that last a lifetime. Do so with your friends at RedZoneTickets.com. RedZoneTickets.com. Log on today. Get that event handled and enjoy the time with family, friends that you'll talk about for, for years to come. Schmitty, we just had one Connor Clark uh, open up the door to the studio here, look me in the eyes and say with a smile, Urban's taking the job. You heard it here first. What? Yeah. Are I, you kidding I, me? I think he was kidding, but uh, you heard it here first. If that doesn't indeed uh, end up being true, it's Connor don't, Clark don't, on the news. Don't, don't, do, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Hey, if he, ends Connor, up be, if he ends up being wrong, it was just a joke. If he ends up being right, he was first. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't and, – and listen, folks, it, it's fun to speculate a little bit with the opening. I mean, th- there's also emails coming in. Our Earl boy Greg's like, look, dude, I'm, I'm sick of <laughs> – I'm absolutely sick of the, the coaching speculation, the coaching talk. I'm, ho- I'm behind Mickey. I'm hoping he does well. I think everybody's behind Mickey. I think everybody hopes Mickey does well. It, it's just a tall task if you're going to. I mean, it's, been, it's laid out on the table, right, that it is going to be a nationwide search. And this week of fire, interim, 
Thank God they're tackling. <laughs> okay. And here comes number six with the way you, the, the defense is so leaky right now. To go get this done tomorrow, if he does it, build a statue. I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but not really. I mean, it's, it's a monster task. It's a monster task. But, you know, we've talked to enough Oklahoma people this week. Dean Blevins, we just talked to Charles Thompson, and he's not an Oklahoma guy anymore because his, his kid's going to light up OU's defense. Um, listen, it's not like Oklahoma's Goliath. They, they are beatable. Mickey Joseph was with BTN with Dave Rebson just a little bit ago. Here's part of that conversation. I think they're in a good state of mind right now. You know, it's been a tough week for those kids. But I, I, I expressed to him this morning that, you know, tough times don't last. Tough people do. But the ball's going to kick off Saturday, and we need to be prepared. But it's been a tough week for the boys. And it's not. Did Dave get cut off? I mean, what's, what's the deal? He, on, man? He, he had a lot of exposition here, and I'm making sure we, we can cut through some of that exposition. To this program. We really okay. hadn't spoke about the rival. We, we spoke about that we have nine games left, nine stop signs, as we would say, and the stop sign that we at right now is OU. So we really hadn't spoke about the rivalry because these kids are right. They're not old, they're not old enough to understand what the rivalry means. But we got to understand, there's no names, no faces. We got to get out and do our job. So really, I, I don't want them focusing on, oh, it's a rival game. You know, we, they're all rival games to us. They all are. Whoever's on the schedule is a rival game. The nameless, faceless opponent, which is really, uh, quite honestly, it. Our old boy Ryan John is here with a crew of people. Uh, good to see him. Uh, single barrel is where we're at. Uh, another listener tweets in. Hodag Proud, Chad, we'll call him Chad, tweets in. It's about time for a big special teams play. Palmer's going to take a punt back. It will be huge. I love the prediction. Let's talk about defense, though, because that's going to be a key element, Elijah. Mickey spoke a little bit about the defense last night on his coach's show on the network. We talked about doing some some different things, you know, on defense. You know, it's got to, it comes down to gap integrity, and we did a really good job this week of being in our gaps. Um, I don't want to get into too much about what we changed schematic-wise. That wouldn't be smart right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, you'll see some changes. But what you're going to see, you're going to see the boys play hard. They're going to play really hard. You know, I think that's, that is the expectation for tomorrow, isn't it, Elijah? To see Nebraska go play smart, go play hard, let it all hang out. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get a victory, letting it all hang out, awesome. But if you fall short, letting it all hang out, playing great football, and they're just better, Nebraska fans are going to get on their 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 feet and and give you a round of applause. That is what's so incredible about this fan base is that they get it, they know it, they love it, they breathe it, they absolutely uh, champion it, and you're going to get them playing. Good football, tough football, fast football, smart football. That's that's your key tomorrow, right? I mean, and defensively, what can you get out of the black shirts? Well, you don't have to be the 09 black shirts. 
you can give up 35 points tomorrow and still go win the football game. It comes down to, to making key plays in the backfield. We had a, a caller, Pete, uh, call and say he, he wants to see this defense uh, blitzing, being more aggressive, making some plays in the backfield. It's going to come down to situationally. Can they be aggressive and can they make plays in the backfield at, at a big moment in the game to give their offense a chance? That, that's what it comes down to for the Blackshirts tomorrow. Absolutely. Coming up, Bill Dolman on site. Clausburn with its time-permitting our conversation with the Boz, Brian Bosworth. We're here at the Single Barrel Tail Varsity Roadshow Friday. We are presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, it's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, as uh, we're at the single barrel inside the graduate. You are invited out. Uh, get a big old steak. See if you can do better than me and Elijah last Friday where we took down, what was it, three steaks, a burger, sausage, and uh, Scott, loyal listener, apparently we kept Scott out. <laughs> kept Scotty out too late. He's not allowed to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> do, you have that, do you have that friend? Maybe I'm that guy. I, listen, Scott can't hang out with me anymore. I've got to really bribe uh, Aunt Ashley to let Uncle Andy hang out with me, my brother-in-law. I mean, I'm, I might be that friend that keeps other husbands or boyfriends out too late because... Hey, how you been? Like, the, the guy that's bulletproof, he's been awesome, Iowa Russ. Uh, everyone else like, yeah, I got to check with my wife. It's a me thing, I think, Elijah. Are, are you, uh, you haven't run into that yet, have you? That you're, uh, you're the bad influence? I'm not the, the, the bad influence, but I am very easy. Like, the, oh, yeah, I'm going to bed early. Whoa, whoa, whoa we're, we're, we're doing this. Well, count me in. Looks like I'm not going to bed early. And then I'm also the guy that says, like, hey, guys, I, I got to get out of here at 1030. And then 1145 rolls around, and I go, yeah, you know what? I can make another half hour, 45 minutes. That, that's my big problem is I'm the type of guy that says I'm going to be going home early, and the people agree with me. And then I go, well, that was a stupid idea from an hour ago. Yeah, uh, my uh – Brother, just let me know that, yeah, if you have to ask, you are that guy. <laughs> Here's a problem. I'll, I'll have every intention of getting home early. And tonight I'm not going out because we got a 7.30 a.m. wake-up call at the bar tomorrow morning. Come see us there as well. But I'll tell her, yeah, I'll, I'll be home by 9.30. And she'll say, a.m.? she she'll call and check in and make sure i'm all right but uh vic chimes in this is why we got along so well in dublin we're both bad influences vic got it going in dublin vic and cranach got it going in dublin we had a a hell of a good time except for the football game and the onside numbers to get in 466-3776 the pride of fairberry is on site his backpack's even bigger than mine i don't want to ask it says beijing on it we'll just leave him be there but uh we'll get into the predictions uh we'll have some thoughts from the boss next hour and can keep your tweets coming get your emails in as well chris at hailvarsity.com but what's what's a what's a good performance from the defense tomorrow and and i think Listen, I think OU is going to do what OU does. That means 400-plus yards. I mean, they're, they're averaging 500. 
But I think if you can hold them at or below their average, that's that's okay. Uh, are you going to be able to get more pressure, Elijah? Are you going to be able to get more disruptions and, and, and keep Gabriel from, from getting comfortable? Is Mims going to light you up or can, the, can you stop Gray in the run game, right? I mean, OU's been instant offense. They've, they've not slogged long time-killing drives. They've, they've struck like lightning. And can you prevent the big play and hold them to three? I mean, all some, all some cliches, but that'll be some wins for Nebraska. Can they get after the quarterback? I think that's Hold big. them to three is the big one for me. That's why I said making big plays in the big moments, that's holding them to three, giving your offense a chance to go out and match. That, that's what this defense needs to do tomorrow. They can give up 38 points, but they can't give up 56. All right, hour two from the single barrel. We're presented by Currency Hale Varsity continues. There's nothing better than enjoying some sun with a drink and hot dog in hand, taking in America's pastime. Whether you're here for the baseball or the entertainment that comes with it, Werner Park is the place to be. The Omaha Storm Chasers have a handful of home games remaining, so get your tickets before it's too late. Give yourself something to look forward to as the summer winds down. Don't miss this opportunity to make lifelong memories with family and friends. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for hanging out back here at the Single Barrel. It's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Police escort has subsided. He is here. Flown in like Jefferson. Ridgemont, uh, fast times at Ridgemont High <laughs> for the big ones. Police escort was more uh, going downtown for booking, and I uh, posted bail to get here. So, yeah, that's what that was all about. He's an outlaw. He's the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman with this. Elijah Herbal back at our studios. And uh, we are geared up. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Uh, folks are getting geared up for a giant steak here at the Single Barrel. One of 200 choices of whiskey. Country show at PBA tonight, and we get it rocking tomorrow morning uh, with Seth and Gregors at the bar, 7.30 tomorrow for a red beer. Bill Dolman, how are you? How's the week? You know, there's a country show going on outside right now. That's what I meant, if, yeah. if you walk around the Haymarket, everybody has a southern accent because I think uh, more all of the state of Oklahoma is outside trying to uh, – they've taken up all the parking spots down here. And, and God loves Sooner fans, but when you walk around and you hear them outside on the patios, you can tell that a lot of them aren't from this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's all country downtown or right now. And, and it's great to see OU shirts and hear the fans and just to get a little bit of a sense of what it was for so long, a long time ago. I know. I mean, it's been 2009 since they've visited. Yeah. A uh, really big ball game that night with Prince of Mukamara and uh, O'Hanlon, and what a uh, what a what a party that was. Yeah. Nebraska forced five interceptions that night. Uh, can can Nebraska replicate that? Will they need to replicate that tomorrow? Well, they got two people coaching the secondary now, so why not? No, exactly. Let's get into that. Some reactions hey, oh, and, well, and well, observations. No, 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 no. I, I just heard um, 
Urban Meyer is going to be the new head coach of Nebraska. I heard that on the radio. Well, that coming was, around. Yeah, that, that was Connor Clark. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think I heard. That's what I heard. Uh, some some Connor Clark well, Con- made that broke the news. Connor was uh, was spending. Urban was spending time with Connor today. <laughs> Actually, uh, Urban and Reggie were having steak right where we we're sitting last night. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. And so. then I heard that uh, Charles Thompson uh, interview. It was so good. And so informative and so engaging, you almost like him now. I like I like Chuck. No, but, but but back in the day, no, we didn't. We loved to hate and hated to love Oklahoma people, right? The Sooners. And so Charles Thompson, because we he was there and he did what he what Jamel Holloway and Thomas Lott and um, who else was in that? Um, J C Watts. J C Watts. Yeah, I mean Elvis I, has a, a middle name that starts with F. <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was such a great rivalry, and I've said it so many times over the years. Hated the love, loved to hate those guys. But Charles Thompson's interview with you I thought was just terrific. He was engaging, and you you, you just you, you got you're, the sense of what the rivalry me a was. Thank you. Well, well yeah, More well, I guess both sides of it were good. Bill, but, I want to get, no. uh, get your take on, on something that's been almost a national media narrative this week, that, that Oklahoma-Nebraska, this game, it represents the, the respectful rivalry that there was 30 years ago. And you have a lot of Husker fans coming back and saying, well, I'm not sure it was all that respectful 30 years ago. It's just kind of looking back <laughs> with, with a little hindsight bias. Well, what's your take? Well, was this, in your mind, a respectful rivalry or is this just a rivalry? It, no, it was a, it was a, it was a rivalry. Yeah, people, I, I think like we have in so many other aspects of life, you had extremes on both sides that hated each other, but you loved thinking about the game as soon as fall camp opened up. You just, you just knew that game was at the end of the year, Thanksgiving weekend, and everybody looked forward to it. And, and, and Husker fans, as much as they followed the Huskers throughout the course of the season, you also followed Oklahoma to see how they were doing and hoping that the matchup was going to be as meaningful as it was every single year. And when that week rolled around, it was just intensity from the end of the game, the Saturday before, all the way through to kickoff. It was electric. And, but looking back, yes, there is a romance to it that has probably evolved over time. But even at the time, it was a... It was a healthy, hateful. It was a healthy, it was hate. a healthy hateful, <laughs> respectful rivalry. People just loved it. People loved the Nebraska-Oklahoma game. There was so much angst when we lost 17-14 to 14 every year. Uh, but, no, it, it, it represented the best of college football. Ohio State-Michigan, that probably borders too much toward the negative. Notre Dame-Miami. Yeah, but that really is not an every year type because there there are religious undertones to that that game, so that's different. But Nebraska and Oklahoma for decades represented the best of college football rivalry games and respect before and after. And then you had the unique relationship between Barry Switzer and Bob Devaney. Barry Switzer and Tom Osborne that continues on to this day. So, you know, I, I saw so many of those games from afar, from up close, from afar again, that you just have to go back and think if there's one game, one rivalry that Army-Navy aside that defines college football rivalries, it was Nebraska-Oklahoma for 40 years. Tell me a little bit, because you were in the middle of it, that relationship with Bob and Barry – and then also Tom and, and Barry. I mean, they, they were, they, they still, I mean, Barry's going to be 85 here in two weeks. Wow. And, and he's 
making the trip up here to see Tom. And, and, and Tom and Barry are still really, really close, despite the, the, the hell that Oklahoma put the guy through. There's so much care for one another uh, between the two guys. And, you, you know, you got to see Nebraska, Oklahoma. You got to see Devaney and, and Barry. Uh, and I'm just curious to get, uh, not behind the curtain, but more so just a, a thought from you, Bill, on just uh, those, those 180 personalities, but also the way they could get along. I think, you know, it's, it's so far back in time. But the night that Barry Switzer... Went on the Bob Devaney prediction show Little with Dick Buddy Janda on, uh, on tacos. Yeah, and brought the tacos on the set on the show that was being done live. Uh, you know, I think Nebraska because that was a that show was watched. I mean, everybody watched for Bob's predictions and and I think the high school highlights or whatever were on those nights. Um, but I. I I think that probably 75% of the state of Nebraska was watching that night. And when they saw Barry come on and give the tacos and, and Bob was, oh, there's Barry, there's Barry. Oh, there's Barry. You know, I think that that moment may have personalized Barry. It was hilarious. You know, to, to Nebraska fans and seeing, you know, how, how, how Bob reacted, that it was like, gosh, these guys would probably be a heck of a lot of fun to go hang out and watch, you know, toss back a few at the Legion Club, you know. And then, you know, the reverence and the respect that, that Tom and Barry had for each other. And, you know, Tom's been at games at, in Norman, and he gets a standing ovation. Barry Switzer shows up on the Husker Vision screens, you know, wishing Husker fans or Tom well, and people go crazy for Barry. If they see them on the field tomorrow when Husker Vision will shoot the two of they them will. side by side, there will be a 90,000 uh, in mass standing ovation for both of them because it is just, they're just beloved figures in college football and in the rivalry. But I do think that the taco moment on the Devaney show personalized Barry Switzer to Nebraska fans and endeared him to them and changed maybe the complexion of the rivalry, even though Tom was the coach. But they thought, you know, that's a guy I wouldn't mind going out and, and throwing one back with in Chickley. It, it's, it's funny because you've got Switzer and it's – Orange Bowl or El Paso, <laughs> you know? And, and we all know what happened. Right. And, and here comes the sack of tacos. Uh, again, the old uh, hook and ladder. Yeah, I know. The I old know. hook and I ladder. Know. I know. I know. But don't you think, though, when he comes out there and does that, that people want, you know what? He probably is a pretty good guy. We had a couple of callers say that Barry, one year, I think it was the all red game that year, 85, 80, is 86. 86, yeah. But Barry's. Barry somehow, one of the years, Barry had a broken arm or a leg or something, got whacked on the sidelines. So Barry's by himself at one of the, the, the bars around here. And I don't know that Nebraska fans were signing his cast, <laughs> but they were pouring shots at Uzo for him. <laughs> and he was weightlifting. He was having shots at Uzo. Yeah, but I, I just, I do think that there were moments where people were thinking, you know what, th- th- this is just a really fun relationship and rivalry that we have with the folks down there. And I think people in Oklahoma would, would concur and say the same thing. Let's talk Mickey Joseph, his task tomorrow and the rest of the season. Uh, can that interim tag be lifted? Let's go there. Elijah and I have spent some time talking about it, lots of emails. And, and really when we talk about Mickey versus the search, Bill, I'm excited for Mickey. Uh, I'm excited for his opportunity, and I think he's really – he's got a great combination of of being a motivator. He's a hell of a great recruiter, one of the best in the country, and that's from Coach Switzer. And and now 
you've got to oversee so he can motivate and he knows football, but it's a big, big task. And it's not just tomorrow to make that first impression, but you have eight more games after tomorrow. And with, with Mickey, you know, let's talk about that dynamic where, okay, he's got a shot, and then there's the, the names we've all talked about. And, and by now, there's some folks wore out by the, the, the name game and the carousel. I get it. But thought from you on, on just, okay, could Mickey be the guy? I think he could be. But Trev also is going to go do the national thing. And you, you got you to gotta check under every rock, so to speak, for this next hire. Well, I think Trev's probably going to make his decision based on what he hears on Twitter over the next uh, four months, <laughs> and it'll be kind of a Twitter poll. I, I just think that's probably the Who easiest. Who do you want, Nebraska I just, I just think that's the easiest thing for him to do. You know, I, I agree that it is, it is a fun thing to think about that, you know, Mickey after – and I've chronicled this for a long time – you know, how much he has done, how many steps he has taken to get where he is, and he has, as a football coach, deserves the opportunity that, that he has right now, right? He's done every, he's, he's checked off every box, high school assistant, high school head coach, small college coach, small assistant, and so he, he has done the hard work within his profession to get this opportunity. But at the top of this profession, amongst the elite of the elite programs, there's also more that goes into it in terms of being the CEO of, of an organization. This would be like you, know, you hire somebody out of, fresh out of college and you give them an opportunity and they make the big sale and the next thing you know, well, Warren Buffett's probably going to put him in charge of Berkshire Hathaway. No, that's not going to happen, right? So there's more to the job that Mickey needs to show that he can handle besides organizing and playing well, being competitive and winning games on Saturday. And hopefully the majority, if not all of them. And if he does win them all, great. It's going to be hard to say that he's not the guy. But I think we have experienced over the last few years that maybe that there's a little bit more that goes on with the job. <laughs> that, that, is, that is part of the job description. That sometimes guys who are just straight to the heart football coaches... And we can think of former assistants at Nebraska that we love. Charlie McBride, uh, Milt Teneper, uh, Kevin Steele, you know, got an opportunity to be a head coach with Baylor. It did not go well for him. Um, but sometimes guys are just great assistant coaches, coordinators, and head coaches at a certain level. To be the button-down, three-piece suit, got to stop at Gary Michaels and get my nice suit and my Hickey Freeman every week, which, you know, I would love to do as well. Well, and you got to get the Brioni tie right. or Gary Michaels tie. Right, exactly. Nathan, so Nathan what, what, I, what I'm saying, you know, there's a lot more for Mickey to show that he can do in the position of being the head coach at a school like Nebraska that is different than being the head coach at Langston or even at some other schools in Division One football. This is a major business Operation. I'm sure he can handle it. He's a mature guy. He's a charismatic guy. But sometimes it's like, hey, you need to go do this, this, this. And it's like, uh, I just want to coach my team. Right. I just want to. And I think we've kind of seen maybe over the last five years that this is a really big job mm -hmm. for somebody to, to take on if of, they're not ready for it. Parts of the gig you, you, you don't like that you got to do. Right. And, and a lot of schools have gotten caught up in. Man, our guy did great for however long he was the interim, so we're going to take that tag off, and, and you're the guy. I think West Virginia went through that a few years Stewart, ago. Coach Stewart. And it, it just did not work. It was great. It was an endearing story, 
But when it came time to being the head coach and CEO, it was a lot tougher than being just the head coach getting ready for a Saturday or a bowl game. Glad to jump in here, brother. Yeah, Bill, 60 seconds left here this segment before we got to get you out. And I guess I think Boz is up next, Schmitty, but uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you there. Um, just quickly, Bill, what do you want to see tomorrow from Mickey Joseph that will leave you feeling impressed? You know, I'm, I'm really not – I think I've seen it already. You know, he's handled himself really well when he talked to the media the other day. That didn't surprise me. Uh, in the little clips of practice that the Husker Vision folks show when they put their uh, those packages together – you know, taking away the black shirts, I thought, sounded a great message. No music at practice. Well, that's no fun. But nevertheless, you know, he's, he's, he's doing some things where he knew that he could put his, his fingerprints on the program in the, in the immediate time to change the tone. And, no, you know, the players didn't talk to the media. Nobody was the voice of the Huskers this week but, but Mickey Joseph. Mm-hmm. So those little things that he could do. I think that he's done that well. And tomorrow, I think you're going to see Husker fans come out and back him 100, I should say 95,000%. They are going to be uh, full throat tomorrow, 11 o'clock kick. The rivalry renewed. It's Nebraska. It's Oklahoma. It's a road show Friday with Hale Varsity. Did Elijah just kick me out the show? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, you said we got to get you out here. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. No, we no, need you for the forecast still. Yeah, yeah, you're good. We, we, stay, please. Uh, we're presented by Currency Hale Varsity Continues. When you think of Union Omaha, what comes to mind? The high level of play, the inviting atmosphere, the amazing promotions, huh? I spoke to a former player, and when I asked for one thing that made playing for Union Omaha so special, he responded with the people, his teammates, the staff, and the fans. The super passionate, crazy awesome fans, that is. Why am I bringing this up? Because I want to remind you that the people are just as important to the team as the team is to them. There are plenty of matches down the stretch, and we want to see you in the seats. Get your tickets now before it's too late and now and now back to hail varsity radio god i get asked this question all the time who's the boss the boss is highly controversial highly sensational i never met an athlete who could market himself better. I'm an extremist. People either hate me or love me. He built himself up to be bigger than life. Action hero. A lot of people do that now. He just did it better. Everywhere you go, all you hear is Brian Bosworth. He's one of the best college linebackers I've ever seen play the game. You know who it is. The boss. But arguably he's one of the biggest jerks that's ever played the game. I told him not to do anything to take away from our player performance on the football field. If you tell me that I can't do something, by God, I'm going to want to do it. He started becoming somebody that I didn't recognize. The lines were becoming blurred, I think, even to Brian. He wanted to have the Brian in, without the boss. If I could be the boss, I cut my hair, I start doing steroids, I do it all. Dude, I'm going to come up with a psychological mess in this deal, you know, that night. <laughs> Brian Bosworth with his son, Hale Varsity Radio. Brian, welcome back to Nebraska. How are you? I'm well. Am I talking to Chris or Gus? You're talking to both of us. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing how's awesome. We're, we're, we're doing great, Brian. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us, and I can't wait to see your... 
your document documentary. I know it's, it was a couple of years in the works, and it'll it'll air for everyone to see tomorrow night. Brian, I got to ask you when when did that persona Brian turn to to the boss? When was boss? When was he born? Well, if we're talking about Boz, just Boz himself, Boz was, you know, he was he was the guy that was allowed to go out and, and play on the football field. So in high school and junior high, because I had such a, um, a rambunctious and rowdy and out of control behavioral pattern and when I was young in and, and elementary school and junior high, and I kind of got it un, under control in high school because uh, I was forced to. Otherwise, they would take football away from me. Boz would go out there, and and he would go crazy. So that was my outlet. That was where I could go and and get this energy that I had that was inside me. I call my God gift. The Boz was born, as best I can tell, going back in hindsight, probably the week that we played OU uh, in Texas that first time in 1984 prior to the game when I had some personal issues come up into my life and I let that bleed over into Boz and as I walked in the locker room to answer a few very simple questions as a young kid from Texas playing football at Oklahoma would answer very vanilla I sprinkled a lot of little toppings on it and that's when the Boz was born because I had such a hatred uh, for all the things that were going on in my life at the time, especially with the University of Texas, especially not being um, from Texas. I was an Oklahoma boy, so that was my rival, and I just let it out. And I think that's what started the Boz's fuse. You had a lot of, uh, not, I guess, conversations, if you will, to generalize it with, with the, the crowds that you played in front of, whether it be home or away. How did that help you feed off that energy to throw that extra little push into your game and to help your team as you guys just dominated some folks back in the years? Well, I mean, I, I always dissected the game in, in, a, in a psychological sort of way. On defense, your mindset is to attack. Your mindset is to get into the head of the offensive player. Your mindset is to get into the head of the guy who's got the rock starts with the quarterback next it's usually the running back so my job is to be the villain my job is to make them understand that this cat on this side of the football is absolutely 100 percent insane and i don't want to get anywhere near him but my job is to run past him somehow some way so there's going to be an intersection of 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 impact and and i didn't like to just impact people I like to implode them as much as possible. That, again, was my way of, you know, exuding the energy that was inside me. And then, you know, once you get on the stage and you're in front of 75,000, 80,000 people, uh, especially when you're away from home, the booze come in and the hatred and the name calling. And that just feeds us. But people think that, that that gets under our skin as defensive players. That's like throwing kerosene on an already out-of-control fire for defensive players. So we feed on that, and I especially fed on that um, when we were playing away. And, and when you're playing against a rival like Nebraska, where it's an all-or-nothing campaign, it just, it just raises the stakes.
Brian Bosworth with us. Few more minutes. Hail Varsity Radio. His documentary tomorrow night can find Brian on Twitter at GotBoz44. And Brian versus the Boz. I can't wait to see this. I know many football fans, Nebraska fans, anxious to see it. Brian, is this documentary hard for you to watch? It was extremely hard for me to watch. Um, I actually didn't want to watch it, and they implored me to watch it before we you know, did the premiere last week in New York. They suggested that I watch it uh, just so that I would be prepared. I knew what we had shot, but I didn't know how it was going to affect me. Um, many, many years went into understanding how to deal with the pain. And the pain doesn't just start in college. The pain for me started many, many years ago from the time I was a little kid in my relationship with my father, my broken relationship with my father. And it, and it, you know, really bothered me that I could never come to a place with my father before he passed that we could be in the same room, but we could extend emotion to each other. Um, and the thing that really bothered me is when he passed away, as I saw his last breath, I felt empty inside. And I also saw that I was doing the exact same things that he, that he had planted in me. And I had a son and I had two daughters and I didn't want that to continue. So I had to confront that silence and I had to confront those issues that nobody wanted to talk about and bring them out and let's discuss the whys and how we're going to get through it. Um, and me being who I was, my fear was my son was having to stand in the shadow of this persona. Not much different than me having to stand in the shadow of the expectations of my father, which I never could meet. And I didn't want that to be a difficult issue for my son as he grew up. So it was very hard for me to watch um, undress the boss in front of my son so that he could see that there is no boss. There's just Brian. Brian is your father. Brian, what kind of influence has Coach Switzer had on your life? Uh, immeasurable. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Coach Switzer, there would be no boss. There would be no the boss. And I know Coach Switzer wouldn't really like, he'd like to go back and make sure there wouldn't be no boss. He would he would put the boss in a cage and let boss come out and play football, and then he'd put him back in a cage after the game was over with. Um, but his impact on me, just the level of, of the confidence that, that he gave me, um, he allowed me to be me. He allowed me to, to explore the things that my father wouldn't let me do. He, he extended grace and he extended, you know, love. He's the first man who told me, Brian, I love you. Um, and that's a rare thing that, that we need to rein, you know, reinvent as fathers to their sons. The emotion, the, 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 the emotional touch of, telling our children that we love them and that they are good enough no matter what they're doing and encourage them but without coach switzer i know that i wouldn't be standing where i am today i'm actually standing in big 10 country right now i'm in michigan but i'm, I'm very happy as a man where i'm at in my place in life Brian Bosworth with us hail varsity radio his documentary tomorrow night uh, brian and the boz and uh brian we got about two and a half minutes here real quick on on recruiting, tell me that. Tell me about that time uh, Coach Switzer found his way to your uh, your high school cafeteria. <laughs> uh, 
that was a comical day. Um, I, you know, I, when I was recruited, I, you know, I had one had a high school head coach who did not believe in me. Um, basically, told me my high school career was going to end, and if I got a you know scholarship to a Division two, I would be fortunate. Um, uh, I had a father who um, you know was extremely difficult on me. So everywhere I went, you know, I felt like I had to go there and please him. I went to SMU and I committed, uh, LSU committed, went to Baylor committed, went to A and M, and felt home at a, at A and M under uh, a very great coach, uh, coach Coach Pettibone. Um, and he had he had humility, and he was a Christian coach, and and I felt at home with. There's a connection there. And I was afraid to go to Oklahoma my final visit because I didn't want to set myself up for failure because I'd always dreamed of playing for Oklahoma, but I never felt that I could fit there. I didn't want to be a guy that stood on the sidelines. I wanted to be a guy that impacted the game. But Oklahoma was in the Big 8, and I always put the Big 8 on a pedestal here above all, and the Southwest Conference was down here, you know, at the bottom somewhere. And Coach Switzer found out that I had canceled the trip, and he decided to change my mind by coming into the cafeteria and in the me coat and call me out and but it wasn't just his wasn't just the charisma that he came into the to the uh, cafeteria it was the words that he said to me and the way he said them and the passion that he had that made me believe that this man wanted me i wasn't just another number but i was going to be part of his family and that was the most important thing to me to be part of his family and that's the way oklahoma football is and i'm sure it's like that back in Tom Osborne's day where people went there because it was part of a family and a tradition and a, and a legacy that those young men want to be part of and make that tradition even stronger for being there. Brian, 30 seconds, Nebraska, Oklahoma. How do you describe that? God, I miss that rivalry. I wish we still had that rivalry. It was such a great rivalry. Um, the two big reds coming at each other. I mean, back when we played, it was slobber knocking as my buddy jr would say it was just line up and just beat the hell out of each other for 60 minutes and uh good solid coaching on both sides and it usually came down to you know a broken tackle a mistake a fumble a turnover something would happen but you know those those corn huskers and us rednecks we'd bow our, <laughs> our necks back and and we weren't afraid of each other We'd get in the ring and we'd slug it out, and it's like, you know what, we'll come, we'll come away with bloody nose, help each other up, and we'll see you the next play. I like that one. You watch, watch what's coming next. I miss that. That's good old-fashioned, hard nose. Get down on the knees, and let's play some football, and I miss doing that. Brian Bosworth. Boz, best to you. Brian, thanks for your time, sir. Best of luck to you. You too. Take care. Brian Bosworth, Hale Varsity continues. Good stuff from the Boz. We're here at the Single Barrel Forecast on the way with Hale Varsity. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for 10 dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. He's in his 30s. 
but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a hot preteen Swedish boy. Thanks for spending time. Good rewind with the Boz, Brian Bosworth, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman, Brian Fairberry, NBC Sports. The professor is here. And uh, we're at the single barrel, man. Folks are having a good time. It is awesome. Uh, food will be up shortly for so many, but there's lots of beers being crushed, lots of whiskey <laughs> to choose from. Over 200 here at the single barrel. And we're here to be uh, happy to be here every home football Friday. Uh, Bill? Well, I do need to good. say this while you're talking about the single barrel. I do believe that uh, Big Jim, Bobby, Bell, Beach, Big the Ben, Juco, uh, the Juco, the black hole of basketball in Dallas, ah. uh, I believe they will also be making their way down to the single barrel nice. uh, to catch the show and uh, imbibe in the offerings here. It so, is good. Anyway, yeah. It is awesome. Scotty, uh, Army crawled out of his... His home. <laughs> God love, we kept him out way the hell too late. Um, uh, and um, uh, David is here. Coach, good to see him. And our old buddy Ryan and uh, a lot of folks here. And then the bar is surrounded. So uh, do we have the claws? We do. Oh, no. Uh, he is did, you want, did you want to get my take on Urban? I, we will. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. All right. We, will, we will do that in two seconds. We are going to get the forecast locked and loaded as uh, we welcome in he's imaginary he wears red it is Clausburn here on Hale Varsity. Claus, how we doing it's Oklahoma Nebraska week well hello country bumpkins the frost is off the sideline how are we doing today fellas uh, lots of red man uh, some of the more maroon type and a lot of, lot of Husker fans gearing up uh, how are you feeling, Claus? I mean, this is a game you usually make. Well, obviously, I was a, a little conflicted uh, about the whole situation this week. And about six days ago, I thought I'd probably have to find a whole new hobby for the fall. And took up basket weaving, so <clears throat> that's taken up most of my time this week. But I'll certainly be there in spirit. All right, let's dive in. Let's start off with the forecast, and we will go to uh, BYU at Oregon. Oregon minus three and a half. BYU's playing good football. I think they keep the momentum after uh, what they did to outlast Baylor. And uh, give me BYU 31. Give me Oregon uh, 27, the win and cover uh, for BYU. Elijah. And it feels wrong, but Oregon has not showed me much this season. I think I'm with you, Schmitty. I'm going to take BYU to cover the points against Oregon. 38-31, to 31, BYU gets the victory tomorrow. Bill Dolman. I like, uh, I like what Mark Malati's done or Mike Malati's done with Oregon. And uh, I think Dan Fouts is going to have a pretty good game. I like his pro prospects. Don't forget uh, about Bobby I, Moore. And I don't like uh, BYU. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm gonna take uh, Oregon with the half point over BYU. Point five to nothing. Claus, BYU, Oregon, what do you say? Uh, Is this game uh, in Oregon? It is. Goodness, you hate to have the folks from BYU showing up at your home on a Saturday. (laughs) 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 
You know, Nat saw my text messages last week, and she probably thought I was complaining about an Oregon loss, but I told her, no, that's just what happened with my autocorrect. I'll say this. Oregon has been pretty unimpressive, but I think they probably used the, the momentum of being at home to eke one out. Oregon 31, BYU 28. Michigan State, Washington, Huskies minus three. Mel Tucker, until he lays an egg, I'm going to go with Michigan outright. Or I should say uh, support Michigan State outright. Forgive me there, but give me Sparty 27 to uh, 21 on the road at Washington, Bill. Uh, I like what Don James has done with the Washington <laughs> program, um, but uh, I, I think Michigan State's way too tough. I think, I think Washington's been in a disarray for a year and a half now, so Michigan State wins that and covers. Elijah. Yeah, a, a tight game, but I'm also going with the uh, the road underdog here in Michigan State. I think Mel Tucker is a great head coach uh, for the Spartans, and I'm going to take Sparty in a tight one, 28-27, as uh, they get something close to a walk-off touchdown. Claus, Michigan State, or Washington? Well, first of all, I'm a little disappointed in you, Christopher, and you, William. Elijah, really young. I can understand but by the time this team ends up joining our conference, I hope you boys understand that it's pronounced Washington. <laughs> now they may have to earn the right to be properly pronounced by winning, and that won't happen this week. Michigan State 35 and Washington 24. Miami at A&M. Old Jimbo. It's a little warm underneath the, uh, the britches. The U comes in. Mario could make a statement. I think A&M wins. I think they got to win. I think Psychoville is going to be off the hook, and I think A&M handles it 35-28, just barely a cover for the Aggies. Bill. Jimbo Fisher picked an awful time to talk about wanting to go to West Virginia and be the head coach and then to lay an egg the following week. I would think that uh, his players are a little bit disillusioned, but... Uh, after the embarrassment against the App State, they will win this and I think win it handily over Miami at home. Roger, what do you say, bud? If you didn't watch this game last week, Appalachian State and uh, A&M, you'll know that Appalachian State really outplayed A&M the entire game. Uh, that that scoreline was closer than it should have been for A&M, and I'm with Bill. I think uh, Texas A&M might start getting disillusioned with Jimbo Fisher's offense. is a little bit outdated looking. I got Miami winning this one straight up. Uh, down in Aggieville. Give me Miami at 31 and AM 28. Claus, what do you like here, the Canes or the Aggies? Well, as I understand, Texas A&M is switching out their quarterbacks, which is good. I mean, I, I, their quarterback's helmet was throwing me off the last several weeks. It looked like he was about to use the Schwartz and send the program into ludicrous speed. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to make much of a difference in this game. I'll take Miami 35 and AM 27. Guys, we're kicking off with you. Penn State minus three at Auburn. Well, I'm not really sure I want to see either of these programs win. Of course, you got one program who had a lot of problems and a fan base that really defends the people who caused those problems. Meanwhile, you've got Auburn fans who say, well, that's why we keep the smaller livestock close to the house. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I guess I'll take Auburn in this one, 24, and Penn State, 21. 
Oh, I think Auburn wins. <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> give, give me Penn State. Uh, give me Penn State 24 <laughs> 21. I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 think, I think Auburn is going to do everything it can to, to get rid of Brian Harson. So I think they'll lay down and let Penn State walk all over him. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> we will take a quick timeout. We will wrap with Nebraska, Oklahoma. Claus, you got uh, you got a couple minutes on the other side. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> okay, we didn't get an okay. Hail Varsity continues. We're live at the single barrel as uh, we get ready for Nebraska, Oklahoma. We're presented by Currency. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Friday. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman. The forecast continues. There's reports, Claus and Bill and Elijah, that uh, from a janitor at Memorial Stadium that Urban is in Trev's office right now. Of course he is. And Trev even said he would talk to people who may be rumored candidates. Of course he's here. He's here with Fox. He's getting a chance to see the stadium and the whole thing. And, and he's coming back to the single bear. And Trev might say, you know, what do you think about the job and, and what this job means and, and where it needs to go? Trev said that flat out last week that I'm going to talk to a lot of people. Of course he's meeting with Urban Meyer right now. Do you like Urban? Look, great coaches sometimes are not great fits with great athletic directors. Right, and I, I think Nebraska has a great athletic director. I think Urban Meyer is a great coach. He just may not be a great fit with the AD, with the state, with the culture, all those kinds of things, even though he would be a great football coach. But I totally expect Trev to talk to Urban Meyer about the Nebraska job, the Nebraska program, and maybe he does end up being here because I heard it on the radio and read it on the Internet. But I, I just don't think that that is the great fit with Trev Alberts, who will be the boss of the Nebraska football program and athletic department. He, he's not going to get run over by somebody who thinks he can run over the AD, and that's just not going to happen. Exactly. Uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Huskers hang top. But too much OU, 20, make that 42-28. Sooners win and cover Elijah. I'm following my heart here, Schmitty, and uh, also I want to go different from you. So I'm going to have uh, the Huskers hanging tight late in this one. They lose it in a one-possession game, but the Husker fans go home happy. It is a 41-38 victory for Oklahoma that the Huskers do cover. Bill Goldman. Every Nebraska-Oklahoma game, I looked this up, every single game has been 17-14. to 14. <laughs> Every single Nebraska-Oklahoma game has been 17-14. to 14. This one will be 17-14. to 14. Who? What? Nebraska or Oklahoma? Oh, uh, Nebraska, of course. Finally gets a win in one of those. Uh, Yeah. Claus, take us to the weekend, partner. Appreciate you so much for coming on. What happens here? Minus 10 and a half, 11, depending on where you're laying heat. 
Who's the leader of the team that kicked us off last week? M-I-C-K-E-Y, he's the new HC. Hey there, hi there, ho, their change was welcome as can be. M-I-C-K-E-Y, he's the new HC. M-I-C, see you before noon. K-E-Y, why? Because we're winning. Beat OU this week. Nebraska 28 and Oklahoma 27. Bang. There goes Claus. 28 they 27. We're all true blue. Remember that? Yeah, he did the old Burger King. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shock the world then. Yeah, yeah. Shock the world tomorrow. He can carry a tune. Claus, have yourself a weekend. Okay. <laughs> there he goes, the infamous Clausburn. The bar tomorrow, 16th and P, 7.30 to 9.30. Come see us. Kick it at the single barrel. Great stakes. We appreciate you. Elijah, have a good night. Billy D. thanks, and thanks for coming out with Hale Varsity.